As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We got a full house tonight. Woo. We got LJ Lift. Prestige Worldwide, Uncle Tony. We got everybody. What's going on, people? What's up? What's up? So, should we go ahead and address the elephant in the room here? Okay. Uh, sure. We, um, we, we, now, if you listened to last week's pod, you heard yeah. a lot of commotion and basically a unanimous approval of Vikings at <laughs> home against the Cowboys. Because you're like, yep. why are they dogs? Yep. I want to just clarify. That in the pod group text, we noticed. I mean, it was the same night of the recording. It was like yeah. minutes after the recording that technically, since it was the three twenty five game, it was going to be broadcast in almost every household. So it was basically Kirk Cousins in prime time, and we all flipped to Dallas. So yep. I know yep. this sounds like someone who was wrong, just trying to yep. make it sound like they were right, but. Let it be recognized. We did, we did after the recording realize that we were wrong, and um, boy, were we pops. So let's yeah. start there. Um, is that a case of I, I pulled up? I, I have it. I think here, and this is just an impressive stat. The Vikings are eight and two now, with a net points of they've been outscored on the year by two points so far in the wow. year. But they are they have wow. eight. for for comparison. The Jaguars are three and seven. And they're plus 11 on the year. So the Jaguars <laughs> are like much better than the Vikings, but the record doesn't show that. Did oh, that God. win tell you the Vikings or the, the Cowboys are for real, for real? Or was it maybe just really bad game? Everything that could go wrong did go wrong What with the, for the Vikings. What, 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 what do you got there? 40 to three is, is something. Who are you axing? You axing me? You, you, you. Well, if you're axing me, uh, I'm, I'm I can't say the Cowboys just are for real for real for real cuz I mean I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. They looked fantastic in the game, but I mean maybe it was the primetime Kirk uh yep. Cousins, you know, or Kirk Cousins with the K, not with a T. Um I everything went right wrong for them. I would say the Cowboys did play well certainly, but I'm not ready to to crown them NFC Division winners. If you want to crown them, crown their ass. <laughs> well, I'm not going to crown them yet, so that's where <laughs> let's I go. Win. Let's go over. Let's go over to the greens there. Procedural wide, you take it. Uh, what did that? What did that game tell you? What yeah, you I didn't get a chance to watch much of the game, but from what I've heard, I, I think it sounded like the defensive line of the Cowboys just dominated the yeah, offensive line of, of Minnesota, and 
and I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Um, and I think I think the point differential shows that because he is a roller coaster of a QB. He's either gonna play yeah. lights out or you're gonna you're gonna get what he got what you got Sunday. But I, from what I've heard, he did not get a true chance to really show off anything. Uh, it sounded like after a couple steps, he was already under pressure from that Dallas D line. I think what I learned from that game is Dallas's defense is still legit. Um, just like we thought all season, they might have a down game every now and then, but I think they're they're definitely a legit top ten defense for sure, maybe top five. Mm. Um, and I think you just saw a Vikings offense coming off a huge win against Buffalo that maybe was just a little bit spent, and they just they just got caught. So didn't they have some offensive line problems too? Am I wrong about yeah, that? They did. They came into it with some offensive line problems, and the Cowboys are right now through over the last twenty years. They have the most sacks in a single season through 10 games over the last 20 years at 42. Yeah. The last team closest was the 2017 Jags at 40. That was the team that had Ramsey and all of them that made it to the AFC Championship. Uh, Tony, the did. I think I'm kind of with uh, Jacob there. The defense is legit by the Cowboys, and they have a real – Pollard is a real problem game, for man. a defense to, to defend. I think Zeke is – he's not – he's overpaid – and everyone knows that except maybe Jerry Jones. But he's okay, and Pollard is just – if you if you have a linebacker, they were using him through the air more this week, and I think we showed as the Cowboys that that's going to be a tough – he's probably only 15 touches a game, which is a good thing that Zeke's still around, but those are 15 explosive touches. How impressed were you with that victory or unimpressed by the Vikings? Where do you want to go with it, Tony? No, I was impressed with the victory. So a, a, a few things here, though, to unpack it. The Cowboys were coming off an embarrassing loss. The Vikings yeah. were coming off an extraordinary win. And yeah. I think those two things met. And that's why you saw it be a 37-point difference. Uh, Lifford pointed it out. I, and y'all guys said it. The offensive line for the Vikings was just not ready for the for the, uh, for the the Cowboys' defensive line. And I think where if you were to look at, well, what positives could you bring to the Vikings? Since we we love to talk about the Vikings and they're the number one, going to be the number one seed in the Super Bowl representative for the NFC. Oh, just wow. to keep our, we okay. want to keep our viewership up. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, um, uh, the the thing that you can take from that is the Vikings should have learned something from this. And if they're healthy on the offensive line, they're going to know how to how to take care of the Cowboys. I don't think we saw anything different from the Cowboys. And I, let me say this: and 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 Tony Pollard's just fucking lucky, and because uh, <laughs> you, you don't roll well, off I, I a thirty-something and a forty-something yard I, on the over/under of when an f-bomb came from Uncle pass touchdown. Well, I think he might have lost against Tony Pollard in the league. Yeah. Tony Pollard, that that's just not right. That don't happen. <laughs> that just happened because Tony Pollard was playing the bone hammers in a league. That's the only reason that yep. happened is yep. because I was. It was time for me to lose a game, and so, mm-hmm. but it, but really, it, it was a couple of. I don't think we're going to see Tony Pollard have two two passing touchdowns ever again. However, receiving, re- yeah, receiving touchdowns. However, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll I, get two passing. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. However, <laughs> however, I, I think Pollard has become the alpha back in in that situation. Oh, and I think without a doubt, I, I think we'll see it much like we see in the Detroit backfield, where Zeke is going to be the James James um, the Williams in that. And he's he's the goal, gonna probably take over goal line back when he's fully healthy. But Pollard is gonna be the guy that's gonna get the fifteen to eighteen touches and really be the guy that sets the pace for the offense. That's what I saw this so, weekend. So LJ, you're you're typically good at, at at throwing water on me when I get a little too crazy with the Cowboys. But I'm just sure, I'm sure. just 
this is just an observation looking at the schedule here. Yeah. They lost week one, 19-3 to Tampa Bay. Maybe that was just a week one thing. And then since then, they lost to Green Bay in overtime by a great fourth quarter to, to from Aaron Rodgers. And then they lost to Philadelphia in a close game with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I feel like the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC, maybe the most feared team in the NFC right now. If, if you had to choose right now who you don't want to play, am I crazy, LJ? Or I mean, I think – Maybe, because uh, the Probably Packers can't, can't beat nobody uh, and still beat the Cowboys. The Vikings, we got we got a uh, primetime Kirk. It just was at three. And then, <laughs> so they've got NFC East games coming up. Those are always, you never know. We've got the fighting Jeff Saturdays in a couple of weeks. Like they, <laughs> Their schedule's not tough, but it's I think it's like, there's some games that you could drop in it pretty easily. Um, Who would you rather play in the playoffs right now, Vikings or Cowboys, if you were an NFC team? Well, it depends on what time the game is. I guess they're going to be on. (laughs) It's going to be on everyone's TV, regardless. Uh, Honestly, it's a toss-up. Either one Mm -hmm. of those teams is pretty scary. Um, I think either one of those teams could beat anybody. Um, So that's that's where I'd stand on that. Well, let's go over to what I've now. I I don't know if we've said this on the pod, but it's something I thought about. It's what I think of him, Uh, and it might be the team at six and four. They're not. They don't look like the scariest NFC, but. The 49ers got things rolling, and it's because they have the better-looking Kirk Cousins at quarterback. I don't think Garoppolo's any good. <laughs> he just he just gets – right now he's doing a good job of getting the ball to the weapons, which they have a plethora of. How good are the 49ers, LJ? I mean, I think that if uh, if the skill that they needed was Tony's clapping ability, they'd still find a way to win <laughs> with, uh, the time they got on the field. So I don't even think it matters who's their quarterback right now. Um, I think they're they are a scary team. I mean, they are they're probably my top two scary teams. The Eagles and the Niners are the teams I don't want to see in the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. I see. Pops, where are you? I see. You. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, Garoppolo. Yeah, he's a good looking dude and all, but I mean, it's he's it's, t- he's Kirk Cousins with a good jaw, good jawline, hey, and a good beard. You know, it, Debo Samuel is still a beast. He yeah. is a beast, and I think the team runs. And through we got him. a little George Kittle. And, and then you, you saw Kittle come out, but I think Debo. I think Debo is the straw that that stirs that drink. And uh, and then you got Christian McCaffrey that can do anything. So I mean mm-hmm. they are they are very and they got a great like defense. Mitchell's a baller, uh, and Mitchell uh, is a pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Say, you know, oh, by so, the way, yeah. Mitchell every time he comes in, I'm like, I, I tell you what, be, I would he's rather not McCaffrey, but he runs hard. Yeah. As a Cowboy fan, I'd rather play Philly than San Francisco uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. There's I'll not a good history there between the Cowboys and 49ers in the playoffs either. Yeah, there? there are some. There are some <laughs> yeah, there's some history, Mister Dwight Clark. What, what is it? What, Let's go over to the greens, like Tony, or uh, let's go, uh, Jacob. Where do you think, like, 49ers, what are, are they one of, if not the most dangerous team in the NFC right now? Or Yes, I equate the 49ers to some, so it's NCAA basketball fans out there. They're kind of like the Kentucky, Kentucky basketball team, I feel like, college basketball team. A lot of young guys, they're coming together, they just don't know how to play well, they're not healthy, maybe, something like that. And all of a sudden, we're seeing them now, halfway through the season, they've gotten healthy, they've played together enough. They're trying to. They're finally figuring out what, how do we use each person best. So we saw Debo Samuel healthy end around. He's a physical runner when he gets. Well, the you say hand. healthy. They were having to stretch him out on the sideline. It felt like a bunch. Yeah, the well, they're doing that to Justin 
Justin Fields too, and he's putting up forty points a game. So I mean, <laughs> that's true. Um, but you, you just saw they're. Fi- I think they're finally healthy, but they've also figured out their strengths of their their team in each individual strength. Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey, but Elijah Mitchell coming there as a one-two punch is pretty damn good. Um, the defense has always been solid; just needs to get healthy. So I think you're seeing them firing all cylinders now, and it doesn't help to. It probably helps to play in Mexico City too. So, <laughs> but also I will say the Cardinals defense is I think the the thirty second defense against tight ends. So Kittle was Kittle was definitely going to have a good game. That was that was a that was a no brainer. I feel like, but um, that was just the I think that was just the Forty ers firing all cylinders. So, Tony, what, yeah, what do you have to add to that? I. I see the 49ers, unfortunately for them, they've got a couple of really strong opponents in their schedule uh, coming down the stretch, and the Seahawks do not. And so I, I think it comes down to if if they can beat, and unfortunately it's a Thursday night game on our good friends at Amazon, uh, Seahawks <laughs> and 49ers on December 15th. If the 49ers can win that game and put themselves into the number one seed from the West, I think they can they can probably make a lot of noise at eleven and eleven and six, uh, twelve and twelve and five. If they lose that game to Seattle, uh, I, I think that they're a wild card. And unfortunately, I don't know that they can make it through uh, through as a wild card because their defense may not be as as much of a factor on the road twice. So um, uh, all that to say is they're scary. They're really scary if their defense stays healthy. I think you got to talk about them being one of three, and and, and the in both conferences, it's really wide open right now. With with you know some teams, you know with with these last six or seven games to play, it's it's tough to try to determine what's going to happen. Well, and to kind of piggyback off what Jacob was saying, and we haven't mentioned his name, but like the 49ers trying to figure out how to use all their stars. Brennan Ayuk is really yeah. good. Ayuk also looks really good in their offense. He's like not a Debo, but pretty damn good. Hey, was anybody was else I wanted to ask concerned? Debo was in the game really late taking some big hits when it looked like the game was out of range. And I thought, get his ass out of the game. I was this- very concerned. Okay. As, I was as someone that needed about 18 points from him in fantasy, got those 18, and then you saw him still out there. I wanted to get his ass out Get him game. out of the game. Uh, well, yeah. and I think you saw as soon as Dre, Dre Greenlaw came up with an injury on defense, mm-hmm. shout out to the Razorbacks, as soon as that happened, they pulled all the starters out. Like, it was, yeah. we were, they were done. <laughs> they were like, we're not mm-hmm. getting another person hurt. Um, I think the 49ers, I think they're awesome. It just the same reason the Vikings scare me. I, I There's going to be a game in the playoffs where I think Garoppolo blows it for him. Now, whether that's – that's why I do think it's important for them not to be in the wild card because that's just one more game for it to happen, whether it be wild card, divisional, championship round, or Super Bowl. I just think there's going to be a game where they're going to have to overcome the Garoppolo. I will say McCaffrey gives him a little security blanket just out of the backfield. They showed that he loved him on any of those third and short, second, like just getting a little check out. And McCaffrey's so freaking good. I swear you can put him at receiver, and he's probably a top ten receiver. Kind of looks he, like Tony that, Pollard. <laughs> probably a little better than Tony Pollard. I, I, think, I think Tony Pollard looks a little bit like him. Let's get that straight. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Y'all know what? I Tony do want to get over to the ass. ASC, but I want to stick in the NFC for a second because we talked about dangerous teams. <laughs> the Eagles lose to the Commanders on Monday night, and they follow that up with an one-point win to the, the, the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. L, uh, LJ, what do we think? Are the Eagles just they had a little rough patch and they'll be fine? Or are we like, is the red flag going up? I mean, they're still nine and one. They're still nine and one first in the conference, headed towards a bye. 
Where are you at with the Eagles? Well, I mean, I, I like the team. Uh, I didn't get to watch the game, so I don't know why I was so close. I'm just thinking that's Jeff Saturday magic. Uh, <laughs> they were down at half, and they kind of pulled a a rabbit out of hats going in the second You know, half, but their schedule's relatively rough to really easy. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so um I don't know. I think I think the Eagles are gonna have a have a bye uh in the first round. So um I, I, I mean I wouldn't want to play them. Um I think this was just a game. It was just one of those games. So Is there any worry uh going up there to the Greens? Is there any worry with uh Jalen Hurts, is he going to be fine? Is there like what, what did they, did they, or is that are you similar to LJ where they just had a little rough patch? They'll be fine. They're just a little rough patch is fine. I, so to me, and of all the trades and 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 pickups that have made so far, we'll we'll see who wins the Odell Beckham sweepstakes this week. But sure. um, the pickup of Indamaka Sue and Lindell, what was the Lind? I don't remember. They got two D two defensive though. tackles that form up the middle, and that's specifically for. Um, the Cowboys and the 49ers. I mean, they're, they're saying, Hey, if you guys are going to win by running the football, we're going to put two behemoths in here that haven't been playing for 10 games. So they're not beat up and they're going to be in great shape come week 17, 18. And, uh, and so we'll be ready for you. And I thought those, that was a extremely smart moves uh, for the Eagles to, to pick up and, and for what they thought they were going to have to deal with coming down the stretch. And so, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles are definitely gonna. I don't know how the Cowboys can catch them with as as the IT department said the the tough schedule that the Eagles have. Um, but uh, I I don't know how you they're really gonna have to fall apart. And I I don't see that happening. First year coach, you never know. But I I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, and I I can't remember if Dallas Goddard's banged up or not. If he's playing, 100%. I think he's out for a few weeks. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts is without that kind of security blanket, and so I think you're seeing them struggle a little bit scheme wise with how they how they get up and down the field without that that safety blanket of Dallas Goddard. Um, so I think once they get healthy, I don't I don't have any issues. I think with them being the number one seed. Yeah, one, it's just yeah. One last thing on that. It, more than any other team, and we'll see this week what happens to the Bears with Justin Fields banged up, whether he plays or not. If Jalen Hurts gets banged up, I think the Eagles could go on a two or three game skid. There's no other team in the league that depend. Even Buffalo doesn't depend as much on what Josh Allen can do as Philadelphia does on what Jalen Hurts can do because their 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 rushing game and their passing game they they really depend on Hurts. There's enough players around Josh Allen where somebody could come in and. Get that team a few wins. I don't think that the same thing can be said about Philadelphia. Do you know who their backup you know, is? Gardner Minshew, baby. Oh, I mean, come on, man. it's at least a similar play style. They knew exactly I'm what they were doing with that backup. Saying. They knew exactly what they were doing with that backup. No. Magic in a bottle. <laughs> no. I love it. No. LJ, it's just funny. I'm looking at the NFC playoff picture, and I mean, you're looking at Jay, uh, just quarterbacks: Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones. Geno Smith. Out of those wow. quarterbacks, we know which one you probably believe in the most, and it's not your guy, TB12. <laughs> uh, no, it's Garoppolo. I'm all in. Go Garoppolo. Go Garoppolo. Pops, let's go over. Let's go over to you. Uh, NFC. I'm, I'm just going to kind of lob it up, or AFC. I'm sorry, AFC. I'm going to lob it up to you. What team do you want to talk about? At the top of it is there a team catching your eye? Just, just in general, is there any team in the AFC or either what they did last week or just you like what they got going forward? Well, I mean, I, you know what? I think it's going to be, I mean, the Chiefs. I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Ravens in the championship game. I think that's going to be the AFC championship game 
right there. Seems pretty likely. Um, um, so we've already we've talked at length uh, about how good Patrick Mahomes is, and again last week, I I forget what what the time was in the game, but the Chargers scored. The Chargers charge it as much as you can. Like you're like maybe this is final week, and then Mike mm-hmm. Williams goes out. And then Keenan Allen's on a pitch count. Another person goes there. I mean, this is what the Chargers do every free, yeah. every year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they score, though. Herbert scores. And you're like, what? Wait. And then I look down. I'm like, oh, there's 150. Chiefs, 100%. 100%. That was exactly right my thought. Yeah, way too much time. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind. And I'm like, that shouldn't be that easy. So we know how great Mahomes is. And, Jacob, if you want to talk about Mahomes, you can. <laughs> but my question is, Kelsey is slowly, not slowly, like – I know we've all been saying rapidly. He's he might be the best tight end of all time. Like quickly, I mean, he's he's quickly putting up all the Gronk numbers that we thought were kind of maybe not going to get passed. Pops, I ask you this: Kelsey or Gronk? If you could take them right now for their career, who would you take? I take Kelsey, and I want to tell you, I couldn't have been more wrong if I said the first of the year with Tyreek Hill gone. I thought Kelsey would be hurt. I I yep. said that. I was. Dead ass wrong on that. I mean, Kelsey is a Same. badass. He's been a star he's, all year long. He's been a stud all year. He really has. Go ahead, Jacob. What, what do you want to talk I, about? I'm sure. Let's, I will let's. say, I, I that's a tough question. The Gronk versus Kelsey thing because I know obviously different QBs, different eras, almost even uh, if you want to like look at Gronk's prime. Um, Gronk's just a behemoth of a man. He uh, is. Not that Kelsey isn't, but. I mean, Gronk's a big boy, uh, especially with pads the, on. It's the stability, Curtis. Yeah. Like we talked about, the best ability is availability. And Kel, uh, Gronk was out a lot because he played that crazy mm-hmm. monster play style. And Kelsey, for the most part, knock on wood, has been fairly healthy. Yeah, and, and I, I unfortunately haven't gotten into football early enough to know like the Gonzalez prime for the Chiefs or like some of these other Hall of Fame Falcons, tight ends. Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I guess Shannon Sharp. I've seen Gonzalez a Mike little bit Dicka. at the Falcons. Um, but I know, I think I did just see a stat, I think, the other day. Like Gronk, I think, at this time uh, when it took, it was something like the, for the same amount of touchdowns Kelsey has now, it took him like 200 less receptions or something like that. He was a touchdown machine. Gronk. Um, so it's, wow. yeah, Gronk was it, it and I, I don't know if that has anything to do with like obviously having Brady in his prime as well. Not, and not that Mahomes isn't in his prime right now, but like, it's just, it's hard to compare ads. And I don't think it's apples to apples. That being said, Travis Kelsey, everyone expected him to take a step back this year. Me included. Like it was, he's 33. I want to say 34. He, he's up there in age. You, this is about the time you see that decline for the greats. And yet he has just continued to just stay healthy is the biggest thing. Not even just stay number one tight end, but just stay healthy. Um, that's And that's what the Chiefs need desperately is for him to stay healthy for this team to continue roll, rocking and rolling. So, Well, some crazy stats for Kelsey here. Travis Kelsey, in order to be the fastest tight end in NFL history to 10,000 yards receiving, he needs to get 139 yards over his next 39 games. Okay. I feel pretty confident that he's going to get that. And for the fantasy people out there, the fantasy point gap, we all like I think this pod pretty would have all said Kelsey's gonna have a drop off, as we said. The gap between tight end one, which is Kelsey, to tight end two, Andrews, is greater than the gap between tight end two to tight end thirty-three. So there Kelsey, may have been a discussion in this green household about who was gonna be still the number one tight end. And I've heard on this podcast someone mention Andrews as the number one tight end in this league. And I would just like to say that is absolutely <laughs> false. That's <laughs> proven. So 
I think we're clear. Unless I'm <laughs> somebody sure throw the red flag, I want to see the replay are. on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure LJ. Unless you want to talk about how awesome the Chiefs are, we can no, talk about good. different teams in the AFC. We're okay. good. Yeah, we can. Hey, I, so I we have, know the cream of the crop. Wait, you know, oh, hey, ahead, Tony. You know, I've got to give something out to the IT department each and every podcast. So <laughs> I'm sure um, I know they appreciate it, Tony. Yeah, yeah. I'd like for the <laughs> IT department to tell me on a per game basis who has more catches per game. Travis Kelsey or Kellen Winslow. Okay. When y'all were talking uh, about senior, his tight ends, senior. I did. I Kellen, was going to bring up Kellen, Kellen Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. I, anyway, senior. Right? Kellen, no. Kellen, yeah. Yeah. They were in that air raid offense too. Yeah. Uh, Kellen Winslow kind of set the 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 new standard for the pass catching tight end. He what, didn't get a chance was, to play as long. Uh, was he Buccaneers? Winslow. No, Chargers. No, he was Chargers. San Diego Chargers. Oh, was Junior Buccaneers? Yeah. Junior was a Brown for a while. He went to it the Bucks. Senior. He, he it was, was senior. He, he was on the Bucks for a while. It was, right? It's Kellen Winslow Senior, and so he would have been with the Chargers. Yeah, with the nineties ish. Dan Fouts, late eighties, nineties. John Jefferson. So, yeah. So that that's 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 what I'd like. What are we looking for? Yards per game. Yards per game and uh, receptions per game. Receptions per game. Yeah. yeah. You probably remember Kelsey's that game, Tony. Dolph- what Kelsey's was it? Um, putting up tight end stats. At, it was the Dolphins and the Chargers. You remember that game, Tony? Like, yes. Just I mean, the guy that had to carry him out on a stretcher almost, yeah. he had, what, like 18 receptions or something like that. It was ridiculous. A tight end? Yeah. It was the, yes. It was it just the most amazing That's game. wild because that's an era in football where tight ends were blocking. They yeah. weren't really. That's why I say that. I think he said it. And I'm pretty sure Gonzalez came after him. And, and Dick came before Winslow but was never that. But I think Winslow set the position as it is today. So, anyway. Okay. Uh, Good uh, call, sorry, Tony. Good call, Tony. Yeah, I'm with you. Kellen Winslow had five receptions per game, and uh, Travis Kelsey has 5.6 receptions per game over their career. Hmm. I would have just assumed Kelsey's blowing out a late 80s tight end. Mike's not even close uh, with their reception. Yeah, Winslow yeah, was Winslow, amazing. He, he was amazing. He didn't play. He's, I, he's not going to – Kelsey hasn't had that major injury, with fingers crossed, because he's a great player. He's going to play longer than Winslow did. Winslow wasn't able to – to play a long Where time, like sharp. Yeah, he's already played longer than Winslow. But. Yeah, so good play, anyway, but I'll call Tony. Good call, Tony. Before getting off the Chiefs total, Chris Jones is still a freaking beast in the middle. Like I don't know if he's Aaron Donald good. Yeah. But he's in that same category. He's in the category, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's paid to be in the category. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, every time they needed to play, he made it. He does make that kind of money. I didn't realize, but yeah. he's good. I'm worried. Yeah, I am worried about the Chiefs' defense and, and if they're able to stop the run in in January. That's my only concern about the Chiefs and being the number one team in the AFC. Fair enough. And we, we talk about it every year. That's, that's the same. Yeah, same every year. So. A team we pretty much all penciled in to be, uh, or we all said is number, if not one A, they're one B. They're right there with them. Now the Bills are currently sitting at number five in the AFC as far as the playoff picture. Now that being said, they're tied seven and three. It's like two through five are all seven and three, so it's very close, and it's off a couple of tiebreakers. But uh, Josh Allen doesn't look great. They there's two weeks in a row that he hasn't looked great. His elbow. I don't know if it's an elbow issue. I personally, I kind of wonder if they should maybe sit him. How concerned should we be about the Bills, pops? A little bit. I think we should be a little bit concerned about him because um, I think Josh Allen is is. I can't remember who you said the backup was. I mean, who's the backup at the at Buffalo? Uh, Case Keenum. Oh, it Case don't Keenum. matter, right? If if Josh Allen goes down, <laughs> Buffalo is in 
Big trouble. But if Josh Allen's not Josh Allen, I think they're in big trouble. Right. I, He's got to wear the cape every week. should have sat him last week and then this week. Even if you lose two, they're still in the playoff picture. And a healthy Josh Allen's – I know they want to be home field because Buffalo home field is an important thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I unless just, they, unless they don't get home field. I was yeah. going to say, if I was I'm Buffalo, I would want home field. field. have a banged-up Josh Allen. Yeah, it's going to be cold. I, I don't want to jump in here again because I, I had the Kellen Winslow rant. But um, – uh, I don't know that Go Buffalo on. wants to play at home in the playoffs. To be honest with you, with Maybe the, they don't want to play with the, the amount of speed they've got. I think they'd rather play in Miami or in Tennessee, and they've proven they can go on the road and and compete and win in Kansas City. And well, they went to L.A. at the start of the year, so I'm not sure that it's that important to Buffalo to play at home. In well, could you imagine no. playing Derrick Henry in six feet of snow? Yeah, jeez, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I know. I know. Offense to the Bills Mafia, they travel well, but so I'm not sure I'd want to play in Orchard Park in late January. No, I'm sure I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I'm um, certain. LJ, do, sometimes on this podcast we like to cross teams off if it's done. Should, and I know someone. I can't forget. I can't remember who. Someone picked this team to go to the Super Bowl. Did we cross the Broncos off? The oh, yeah, just cross them off. I look, I'm looking at the sheet that we'd cross yes, them off on, and legs. they seem to already be gone. I don't, uh, they got rubbed off, I think, a long time ago. Um, that's a bad football team. I'm sorry, they're a dumpster fire, I think, that's LJ. And I hate that. I know I you do. love them. I like Denver, but they are a dumpster fire. I, think. I mean, yeah. it's so sad because a defense that is that good, that good. I mean, they should, they should be minimum. Kevin was saying it earlier, they should be 500 football team right now. And they should be looking at a pretty solid wild card spot, and maybe they get it. Maybe they get the offense together by the time playoffs. Nope, doesn't matter. There, there's no way they make the playoffs in my mind. They, that defense ranks top three in all the important categories, and no other defense can say that. And that's with trading Chubb. And you just, as far as things like, if you could have told me at the beginning of the year, like if you could go back in time, and and I, someone tells me this, and like how crazy, but you could say the Packers. Are going to stink. Aaron Rodgers isn't good. I'd be like, that's probably not going to happen. But maybe the Rams are going to stink and maybe not make the playoffs. I, again, probably not going to happen. But maybe if you would have said Geno Smith is going to legit be an MVP candidate and and Russell Wilson is going to be the reason this Denver Bronco can't win out of everything else, I'd have been like, you're insane. If one yeah. thing this Broncos team will do, they're going to find a way to score some points, and they can't that they can't score anything. They're ter- they might be one of the worst offenses in football. Which would have been I mean, unfathomable, Kevin. If I'm not mistaken, I'm looking. I think they've scored the least amount of points this year, and their and their defense has given and up Russell's the playing. least amount of points. Yeah, and yeah. they've scored the least amount of points by like a pretty good margin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, by like two whole Broncos offensive football games. <laughs> and that's with the Panthers playing behind. a plethora of quarterbacks. You got the Texans just being the Texans. Yeah, I mean the insane. Saints are playing. Every, I mean it, that that stat blows my mind. Yeah. I just thought, wow. If that offense is middle of the pack, they don't have to be good, just be average, then you're looking at a team that's probably seven and three and right in the thick of things in the AFC can playoff. I, picture, yeah, and right? can I ask a question? Like, so I think – I feel what, like this might be a hurtful question. No, it, it, might be, it might be. It might be a hurtful question. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they have their original first-round pick for the next year's draft. I know they have the first-round pick from the Dolphins. Do you see, even with two first-round picks, them fixing this offense somehow? Like, is it an well, O line so like, problem? Is it uh, you need another playmaker on the outside somehow, or 
like Javante Williams just needs to be healthy or well that's gonna help a lot. That's that's a big deal. Well no, I understand, but like I mean Me and LJ talked about this. We were just we had jumped on the on the recording just before y'all got on and like I think LJ, correct me wrong, you were kind of saying I'm not 100 sure what the like. Does Russell get fixed? Is this Russell? Like what? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's yeah, Russell. No, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. It's, the problem has to be with Russell, and uh, I don't. I don't know what the solution could possibly be. Because you also can't, you literally can't afford to bench him. Like no, right? That's my question though. Because like you're sitting here as the Broncos, if they have their original pick, it's probably what a top five pick in the first round You'd based be on their yeah. record, maybe. And then, know, have, and then you have lucky quarterback. They might be. And then you have, <laughs> and then you have the Dolphins first round on top of that. It's a lot of draft capital to possibly move up to that number one to get the QB you actually maybe want. But you're stuck with Q, with Russell Wilson. So what do you do yeah. as a Broncos player? Do you or as a GM? Do you say, yeah, like you know what, we're gonna get him next you year? Can't really like cut ties with Russell I, at this point. I mean, like, we somehow got you rid do, of Brock Osweiler, so like maybe there's a way, right? It's, <laughs> you have all this draft capital, but is is adding is wasting those two picks not on a QB? But adding to Russell Wilson's help, like to help Russell Wilson, got to change. If you think that, then yeah, that makes sense. But if you don't think that, something's got to change. Hey, if if Russell Wilson is done, Denver's done. I mean, because they saddled themselves with that big contract. I mean, I mean, they got to find a way for him to retire to get out of it. So it's got to yeah. be like they've got to find a way to turn Russell around, or they've got to get him to retire. And exactly. I don't when you do LJ. a trade, no, and when right, you do a right. trade like that, LJ, you pretty much. I mean, you. You're committed. You put you you're put saddled, your chips yeah. all in the middle you're, for Russell, yeah. so you kind of went. So mm. I, I just think it's gonna be very interesting what they do with those two first round picks. Then. Is anybody I on this podcast willing to say yeah. that Russell Wilson's done? Is anyone willing? To I'm not go willing there to say yet? he's done. I'm not. I'm not willing to say that. I'm just willing to. I'm just very curious with that draft capital. They got options. All I'm trying to. Yeah, Tony, as someone who I know had a lot of stock in Russell Wilson he's, before this year started, he's done as my fantasy at? football quarterback. I can tell you that <laughs> what he is done for that, but. I'll say this, and and I kidded about it, and you guys have talked me off the ledge and, and about Nathaniel Hackett. You, know, you can't really hot, fire everybody in the middle of the year, but it's just I, this is such a poor match and chemistry between Hackett and Wilson. I you know I think Hackett cut his teeth and got his uh, props from an Aaron Rodgers style quarterback who was. Sit in the pocket and make that throw. Russell Wilson also annoying to deal with. Russell Wilson made his cut his teeth with Pete Carroll and hey, go out there and improvise and you do you right and you you get outside the pocket you run uh, and and Hackett doesn't know how to coach that and I and I really believe this that it, it's going to be less expensive for the Broncos to let Hackett go and find a coach that can at least make Russell Wilson serviceable in this type of offense, more RPO, more rollouts, more that can be, that's able to do a McVay or um, uh, a uh, Ravens. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to forget that, that offense coordinator's name, um, Cooter McDougal, whatever his name is. Anyway, he's, uh, (laughs) they need somebody to, uh, that can do the RPO that can make Russell Wilson, um, uh, effective. Otherwise, they as Lyft said it, they're stuck, and it's a three to five year turnaround for them. And and that's well, be like by the that Cowboys point, have you Tony still Roman. got all of that talent on dof- uh, on defense and that talent in the wide receivers and the talent in the like? You'll have a whole new team by the time Russell's gone. For yeah, sure. yeah. I, I, I do think you make yeah. a good point, Tony. That the cheaper option is to try to see if there's a coach that can make Russell work. Not get like 
get rid of Russell is the very expensive option. Yeah. I I agree with that 100. percent I think and I mean I'm not a big Hackett fan at all just because of what I've seen. I'm not a big fan of hiring I think, a coach after year. No, one. Exactly, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm the same way. So that's why I'm torn. I think for me, then it's if the defense and let's just say the defense is rolling because of Hackett, then and so like he can get the defense going, but he just can't get offense. Is it an OC change then? I'm not sure. I don't know who the OC is. I don't know that I haven't dug that deep, but. I, if Hackett's not getting it done on offense, I mean, that's where you make the change is OC if you really, truly want to give Hackett that chance. Because if the defenses are fine <laughs> to him, then it's worth keeping him around because clearly it's working on defense, whatever, if he is doing that play calling. If not, if he's not doing that play calling, then you you need to hire the defensive coordinator and you bring in an OC that's going to work for, for Russell Wilson. That's what It's I'm just weird because Hackett was brought in to be the offensive guy, right, LJ? Yeah. yeah. LJ, who's the OC now? Tell them who the OC was this past weekend. Who was calling plays? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, you know, it was Kippy or Bucky or whatever Kubiak. It's it's Gary Kubiak. Yeah. Oh, it's Kubiak. Kubiak. It was It's a Kubiak system. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Know. With no running backs, we're going to run the Kubiak <laughs> system. You know <laughs> how bad it is when you're you're putting your career on the line and you've got to call in Gary Kubiak, son, <laughs> to try to get you out of this mess. It's it's terrible. He's he's got to go. I'm Hackett's telling you, just, okay, if, I'm, if, I'm the, if I'm the front office for the Broncos, I look at this team and I see uh, just insane potential in every direction. So what yeah, I'm yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to say we're with Russell. So I'm going to sit hack it down and I say, hey, next year we we make the playoffs or you're out of here. Uh, it sits on you no matter what happens. Like we're not going to I'm not going to go and have press conferences where it's like, well, I still have faith in my coach. Like. You either do it or you go. And so hire who you need to hire. We're all in this year. We're going to use our draft capital on more talent uh, to put around the team. And if they can't make it work, then, you know, tell the fans, sorry, it's going to be another well, six years. I agree with and that. And another thing, LJ, I think you're right. The, the simplest issue is let's fix the quarterback and the rest will. The rest is there. And so can we not get Hackett in a room, get Russell in a room together? And mm-hmm. is it John Elway still calling the shots there? Uh. Uh, George Payton is, or Patton, Payton is uh, Who, I'd making the personal decisions, but Elway yeah, George Patton. Or maybe get, wow. maybe get Mr. Walmart, because they, <laughs> they had a walk. I think that's his name, isn't it? I mean, he was, I mean, I didn't think he was still alive, but damn. <laughs> Kevin, you're right, bring, bring him in, and you go, look, and, and do the same thing we just did, where we point out the stats, and we show, like, if you just scored 18 <laughs> points, and look at that, this good, show him everything, go, you you two are not leaving this room until we come up with a plan of how we're going to fix this because you just Russell can't be done. It's not. Well, like it's not like they don't old. know that, right? Like you've got you've got all these quarterbacks across the league wearing the the defense's chains while they win their football games. The defense in Denver is not probably being super quiet about the fact that they know why they're losing football games. I mean, that is probably well known in the locker room. So. You will. I do give that credit. You have not heard a single thing about the de- the, the turmoil in the locker room about how the defense right. just hates Russell Wilson or just hates the. Which makes you do hear weird reports coming out though. I do this think ain't that the there Jets. is. Yeah, it ain't the Jets. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some stuff taking responsibility <laughs> that you would think like that that's coming from players like you know the knee highs on the airplane and the and the fact that he doesn't know their audibles like he's calling. Well, there was yeah. There was that report that suppose allegedly at one point 
uh, Russell Wilson was calling out audibles, but they were the Seahawks. They were the Seahawks. Not the Broncos. That's how that, so nobody in the Broncos offense knew what checks he was. That doing. comes from the locker room. So someone is talking to the press about why they're annoyed. I don't. By I don't you're right. But I think every team has that though. I feel oh, like sure, so, of course. So, yeah. So I, I don't think that's a true difference. My, but you made a great point, LJ. Like I and this, I mean, just from a fantasy standpoint. So I, I'm familiar with all of their offense. Like there's not a single position I can't go like wow like. I'm not hopeful for that position. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Sutton, Judy, Patrick, like Dolchich, Dolchich, like, and they just Williams, traded arguably like, their best defensive player. Their yeah, defense like, is still balling, still balling there's out. Yeah. There's not a. There, it's weird to see a team that's just so bad, but yet I look at every position. I'm like, damn, they're good. Like it, so, which tells me it's a that tells me it's a coaching issue. But yeah. if we're saddled to it, then some. I I just guess I guess something's got to change. If if you you can blame Javante Williams getting hurt, that doesn't explain. Uh, the, the record, the overall yeah, record. That, explain it's a, that can explain like a four record. or five game skid, but yeah. you, you need to adjust. And so, well, I mean, again, it's his first year on the job. So I, I do think you've got to give him a little leeway because he's learning a lot of things that he never had to do. Um, but, you know, uh, he's got to turn it around next yeah. year or, you know, I don't care anymore. I would That's, say it's a big, well, it's a money making business. And right now they are losing. So and it's so bad. And you know, what's so bad about it is that like, I would normally turn to the Raiders as something to laugh at right now. <laughs> And I can't. <laughs> I will say this. Well, LJ, Every, you know, everyone is laughing at the Raiders, and they are ahead of the Broncos in that division. I know. So. <laughs> Just you. for those who listened last week, and LJ, we we mentioned this. I mean, you had um, – you know if the Broncos would have scored 18 points, they would have beat the Raiders last week. Yeah, I think I, I think I noticed that, yeah, when it was tied 16-16 yeah. in overtime. Yeah, so is that now 18 points? If they score 18 points in every game, they're like 9-1 or 10 points. Yes, 10 that's exactly the like, case. Yeah, um, thank you. I just know as a quarterback – and, and – Russell's a little different because he has a lot of bathrooms, but at any point, if you have less <laughs> touchdown passes than bathrooms in your house, you're not doing well. On not year, not only does he not have uh, more touchdowns than bathrooms, but he's projected less. after 17 football games to have less touchdowns than bathrooms. I mean, that's that's wild. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just tell you, I don't care this, how big your house is. That can't be good. For, it's as 12. A quarterback he's he's got to beat 12, but like it's 17 games and he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean. So I'm good, but that's less than a touchdown a game. Yeah. I'll end my Broncos discussion with this. I have one less usable piece of patio furniture today (laughs) because when, because of Devontae Adams scoring a wide open touchdown in overtime without Russell Wilson getting the football, I have one less piece of usable patio furniture. Yep. Can we talk about anything else? Uh, Wait, let's so talk let's about it. Yeah, let's move on. Let's let's move on. Let's let's go. Go. I mean, that vaunted defense, and he was wide ass open. I know. Another team. I like stuffing. Was that overtime? Was that overtime? The overtime? Yes, it was overtime. Okay, quick question on that. Quick quick question on that. has to have, like, the ridges in it to be, Let's go back then. Screw it. We're here. I'm sorry. I got a question. So they went to overtime, and the two kickers came out as team captains, Right. Is was yeah. that coincidental, or did they dis? Did, I mean, how, that does that didn't they just scored the most points. Uh, He's their best it's a, player. Maybe it's an overtime <laughs> rule. The person who has scored the most points has to come out for the t- the coin toss. Right, I don't know. <laughs> that was weird, right? I mean, just both teams happened to pick their kickers. <laughs> They're both top ten in week. fantasy. I'll tell you that. True. Kickers. True. Let me see if I actually look up the overtime rules. Let's the go. person who has scored the most points to that point has to go out for the. <laughs> The coin toss. So let's go to, to another team Thank you. that has a really good defense <laughs> and has a quarterback problem. And they've just decided to make a decision on their quarterback problem. 
and we kind of prefaced this earlier. I think uh, Prestige Worldwide brought him up. The Jets have decided they're going to bench the number two overall pick in what, two drafts ago? Was it just two drafts ago? I think so, yeah. They're benching Zach Wilson, and they're going to go with Mike White with Joe Flacco as their backup. And Ooh. this all kind of stems from, from well, one, just a, a god-awful game against the Patriots, the second one Zach Wilson's had. But also, Zach Wilson basically acting like, he wasn't the problem in that game. Like J- Jacob, where do you think, what do you think about the jet situation and them going ahead? Cause to go ahead and say, we're benching the number two overall pick. That's a bold move. It's not as bold as cutting Russell Wilson, but it's bold. <laughs> but yeah. So before his press conference and they, and then you would have told me like they're benching Zach Wilson. I would have said, Hey, the guy just can't play well against the Patriots. Cause I think he's five and two this season. Yeah, that's true. But the two and, losses are the Patriots. Yeah, so yeah the young Bill knows is, how to mind fuck him, basically. Yes, like, yeah. And so, yeah. but which he's not the only one that Bill Belichick yeah, can do that too. He's not alone. So he shouldn't take that personally, I guess. But yeah. yeah, that press conference and that quote just really, it, it literally loses your locker room. And I think that's exactly what happened. Because I think the reports that I saw also was that they had a team meeting. And basically, after that team meeting, it was decided that Mike White was going to be their starting quarterback this coming Sunday. Was so there, clearly, I think he's lost that locker room because of that 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 uh, conference. The post, uh, press is conference. there a specific quote? Because I didn't see it. I just heard the uh, that he so wasn't taking accountability. Basically, yeah. there was there was murmurs that he left the locker or he left the game, and like it looked like he was still like not really taking any blame for it and not being held accountable. So, like one of the reporters said, like, does it kind of like after the game? How do you feel? Like, do you feel like it's your fault, or you let the defense down yeah. after a game like that? And he basically was just like, "No, no, I don't." And maybe he's trying to exude confidence, yeah, and that's where he messed up. But you just got to own up. It just even if yeah. you don't even hundred percent believe it, you that's just not say, the time to exude. All confidence. he had to say was, yeah. "I need to play better." I need to play better. And you don't even have to like, shit on yourself. Just say, I need to play yeah, better. Yeah, and you could say, no, we win as a team, lose as a team. He, he, but the way he said it was if bad. You, and, if, and you were a rook, if you were a rookie and that's your first time like ever losing in that like that way, maybe you can excuse this. Maybe. But this is his third – I think it's his third year in the league. Like, it's it's not unheard of to have this kind of game, especially – I think he's already had this kind of game. This is not unheard of for him. And he's, he's definitely <clears> had time to learn, I think – to be a leader, this is not what you should say. Well, yeah. and Tony, the Jets are not in the same exact situation, but a similar situation to the Broncos where Joe Douglas, their GM, has hit on basically every draft pick he's taken except Wilson. Their defense looks really good. The mm-hmm. receiver, Garrett Wilson, looks like a good young receiver. Mm-hmm. The running backs before uh, – what's Brees his name Hall. we talked about him earlier yeah. this year? They're not yeah, good at Paul trading Hall got hurt. Backs. He hit on that one. They look good, and there's just one problem. And it's the quarterback. And and then benching me, I think, is them going, all right, let's just rip this mandate off and we got to get rid of it. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I um uh yeah, I agree. I still think Zach Wilson has an opportunity to be an efficient quarterback in this league. I think when he was drafted, there was always like this guy is not ready for day one. I they always said that of those quarterbacks in that draft, uh, he was the one that needed a couple of years, and they were concerned about the Jets taking him on that. And I still agree with that. I think he's got a he's got a really live arm. His issue is with interceptions, and his issue is with leadership. He may not be the quarterback for the Jets to take them forward. He's going to be the quarterback for somebody to take him forward, I believe. And so, you know, we are talking about the guy who, uh, since we don't want the podcast to be sued or anything, allegedly slept with his 
teammates. He's got that dog mom. in him. So, uh, you know, so it, the character could be questioned. Zach Wells? Zach, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Look at the draft. You he far, drafted. You? Check him out. That Welcome to it, Liff. <laughs> yeah. He, he allegedly slept with a teammate's mother. Mother. <laughs> So he's a hey, mother effer. Hey, more power to him. But anyway, well, you know, if he would have known that was wrong, well, <laughs> yeah, he knew George, anyway. someone would have told him that was he, wrong. He's also not going to the right school at BYU for, for anyway, to be doing that kind of thing. Had someone yeah. told me that was frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. We know what Jim, Jim McMahon went to BYU too. But anyway, um, so so I do think there's care, but I, I don't think Zach Wilson's was ready. I don't think he's ready. He's he has not been ready for this kind of pressure, and so. If he take, uh, they, they're taking him off to give him a reset. I still don't see why in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four he's not their starting quarterback. I think the Jets are a great team to look at as a uh, candidate for implosion in the second half of the season. I, I I see them finishing eight eight and nine, nine and eight, and not making the playoffs in a very competitive AFC. I will say this: they they are one game out of the tied for the lead in their own division, a division yeah. that is. Very competitive with Miami, Buffalo, them, uh, and, and New England, and so yeah. like QB could easily take you two games above, like well, at least get you up yeah. there. And so I think that is what their defense is solid. They, you're like Kevin, you're right. They've they've hit on pretty much every draft piece they've they've had, except for maybe Zach Wilson. And so you you got to be wondering as a New York team, a New York cap base, maybe. Do they make because they're they're doing well enough? They're not going to have a shot at that top QB in the draft anymore, like they've had in previous years because they're doing so well. Maybe they're the ones that make a move for a veteran QB or someone that um, can get them there. Maybe a maybe someone with a high, a little older packup quarterback, maybe. quarterback like say Brett Favre went to the Jets. Maybe Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to the Jets. <laughs> Tom Brady. I would be I would Jets. be very I would be very shocked if at, in this offseason they didn't take a good look and say like hey is Zach Wilson truly the guy that's going to get because they're in that window now they got the Brees Hall they got the rookie running back they have the the young wide receiver Wilson, they, they got, got the, the young, young defense. defense they're in that window to to make a run possibly yeah. and I think the QB is what's holding them back so I would not be shocked if they're one of the teams that we see preferably with a New York cap base pos- I don't know what their actual cap space is but if they can make a move at quarterback, I would not be shocked if that happens this offseason. Yeah. And to give you an idea of how good their their team overall team is, they were they lost last Sunday on a punt return at the very end of the game. And in the second half, the Jets averaged two point seven seven inches, inches per play. Inches per play. Not yards, inches. So yeah. and they and they almost won. They, That's they right. Actually, so if they win that game, they're tied for the division lead. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. So I don't And I think I don't know I'll where they go from here. Throw this to lift, but I I think we talked about this two or three weeks ago. When Brees Hall went down, I think the Jets season went down. And I think we talked about it. And Lift, I think you said, you know, we were talking about how great Brees Hall was and, and what yeah. he did meant for the Jets. So I I I I think we talked about that and I think that's coming true now. Because it's really different having Brees Hall backed up by Michael Carter. And Michael Carter backed up by James Robinson, uh, so yeah. uh, I think that's a big difference. And Liv, I, did did you bring that up a couple weeks ago? Three weeks? No, ago? I, I think I brought up. I didn't realize how hurt he was. You know, it was okay. like he was really coming on. It's like, good God, the mm-hmm. last two weeks he's been a beast, and then he got pretty pretty hurt. Yeah, because I, I, I do like Sala as a coach. I think he's I figured out how that run that yeah. defense runs, and he figures out. I think he, I think he knows how New York runs. 
I think he's figured out how to tame that beast. Uh, I would very much. Like, only- I think. I think it doesn't even have to be like a. I'm not saying you need like a like a top five QB in there. I think if you need a Jimmy G or a Heineke or a uh, oh, I was just thinking another some other Cooper Rush. I don't, someone that can manage an offense with a running game and a defense. That's all you need. A Trent Dilfer type. That's all you really need there. Zach Wilson's not someone you can lean on. And so I get to, as to that point, when Brees Hall went down, the season really got hurt. Yeah. The only person who was happier about Zach Wilson's performance was probably old Mac Jones because he looks pretty broken too. <laughs> but they got a win, so a win's a win's a win's a win. I mean, we yeah. Move on to the next league. But he looked just as bad. He just happened to have a punt return touchdown at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, do we have anything else from last week? You want to move on and have our picks for this upcoming week? We got a good slate coming up. Well, one thing I'd say Go is I'll, I'll make a prediction right now. I think, and I hate to say it, I think Tennessee is going to be, uh, we'll have a bye going into the uh, AFC playoffs. Oh, yeah. I think Look so at their too. schedule. If they if they somehow only, beat the only Eagles one at home. Team get a bye, so are you saying they're going to have the best record again for a second straight year? Yeah. I, I, it's weird how that happens. It's weird. I, I'm one. I think that that could be the case. They're sitting right there, one game behind Kansas City. Do they have the tiebreaker with Kansas City? No, they do. No, Kansas City beat them on Sunday night okay. with yeah. Malik Willis at quarterback, and he still took yeah. overtime. I, but I think oh, they're the win. I well, then I still think they're the two seed. I think they're the two seed. They, it's I gotta crazy, give, but they're the two seed. I gotta give Brave some credit. Brabel is the one guy who left that. And I know he wasn't a coach, but he kind of left that Bill Belichick disciple, and he gives me the same vibes. Like the, he's a hard coach, but the players love him. They play hard for him. The team seems well disciplined, and even when they play bad, like they didn't play good against the Chiefs, but they're like, all right, well, we're just going to ugly up this game, and we'll be ready. And they consistently lose their money and win a lot of football <laughs> games. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. the Titans are good. The Titans are they yeah. just continue to do it. And I, I, they impress yeah. me. Yeah. I will also say, since I said I don't get uh, often to be on this podcast. I am very much looking forward to Cincinnati beating out Baltimore to win that division at the end of this year. Uh, <laughs> you guys all talk about Baltimore, and I you talk about this. De- the fourth quarter defense of Baltimore is a serious problem, and you guys all hate Harbaugh for him not kicking field goals. Because right their fourth quarter defense is awful. That's why he takes the points, as or as many points as he can get in the fourth quarter. Anywho, yeah. just thought I'd point fair that enough, out. No, fair <laughs> enough. I will say if you get, if you got if you want to go ahead and get a little frisky with you, I'm looking at some odds, and the Bengals are plus four thirty right now to win that division. So if we know it's right, there's money to be made. Um, let's get speaking of picks. Let's get on to this week. Let's get let's make some people the money. We're recording on Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. I don't know if it'll get out in time for Thanksgiving, so we're going to avoid picking those just for you. Although we might sprinkle in what we would have done just so you you can just either laugh at us or think how we're right. Um, I'll start favorite, favorite, perceived worldwide since you're not on here as often. Let's start out with you. What's your favorite, favorite this week? So right now, I think my favorite, favorite right now is since they're getting healthy, I think I liked what I saw from Keenan Allen. I like the Chargers minus three this weekend is what I'm seeing. Uh, I like that. Plus, it's the Cardinals. Yeah. It's... I, I, I think Kingsbury. now this is me basing this off of, yeah, like I don't think Murray's going to play again because I'm their season is slowly going down the drain. I think I'm curious if they actually push Murray to play this weekend. And so I think if Murray doesn't play, I really like that minus three for the Chargers. Wow. I'm just now seeing 
The Rams are plus 15 and a half is what I'm seeing at Kansas City. That yeah. is a huge That's line. That's a big number. <laughs> they, don't even want to throw, they don't even want you to throw Kansas City in a teaser. Like, yeah. They're just like, don't touch it. That's because Higby maybe started quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, what you got for your favorite? I like the Chargers. That's a good Man, one. I am. I, I haven't seen. Okay, I don't want to get too excited about this, but I really like the Seahawks minus three and a half at home against the Raiders. Holy cow. I, I any other team than the Seahawks, this is almost nine or ten. I love the Seahawks minus three and a half against the Raiders. Because are the Seahawks not coming off a bye too? Yeah, they are, and that's at home. That that yeah. line smells fishy. I'm uh, with you. I I love that because if if they're giving the Raiders credit for that Broncos win, boy, they are sorely mistaken. Also, I haven't I haven't really looked up too much about like NCs or postseason trophies like the NFL trophies like is Geno Smith up there for like comeback player of the year yeah he's you know, like he should be. They yeah. he's gotta try be to right it, it often goes to an injured guy coming back but I think Geno's leading like, like big time I feel like you don't hear much of, enough about him maybe it's because he's in Seattle like the west coast I don't know but like boy he is putting out a season right now um Pops, what you got, favorite, favorite? Well, I like that Seattle one Tony just pulled out, uh, but I'm going to go with Both the one I originally wrote down. Picks that I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be mine, but they're going to. I'm going to play them. No, I like <laughs> it, but I'm, I'm going with legs. I, I saw the same one. I think the Chargers getting minus three uh, uh, at Arizona. I like that. I think I think they're they're going to win that game. Yeah, and cover. I tell you, the one I like the best is I like um, the Bengals minus two and a half over the Titans. But as I said, the Titans keep losing money, so I'm not touching it. I'm not going to do it. No matter how sexy that looks, I'm just not going there. Same with the Broncos, only two and a half against the Panthers. That sounds awesome, but they also screwed me too many times, so I'm not touching them. I'm going with, I know uh, Crazy Legs doesn't like them, but the Ravens. The Ravens are getting right at the right time. Minus four against the Jags. I think they they take care of business. That's what I'm going to roll with this week. Uh, it's Thursday, so I'm not going to make this an official pick. But the Vikings get back; they get right this week. They they went yeah. by over two and a half. I think that's I think that's easy yeah. money, and we'll see if that's right. Yeah. Um, Angie, what you got? Favorite favorite? Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm on a roll. It's Thanksgiving, so you know uh, you got to uh, listen to your uncle. Um, so Uncle Tony, I think is dead on. We're going with uh, Seattle minus three and a half. Yeah, drunk uncle. Seattle Go and drunk uncle. In LA, yeah. those are two good picks. <laughs> drunk uncle. <laughs> Y'all heard about the clumsy LJ, uncle, what do you right? got? I, I, should I tell you? We'll, we'll save that for the year. <laughs> LJ, what do you got for uh, underdog to cover? This isn't the money line dogs. This is under, or underdog to I cover. Just, Chicago is who I'm picking. Uh, they got a plus six against the Jets. Um, and I just think the Jets are going to be a weird mess. Uh, Chicago. You don't think they get the Mike White bump? They could, they could, but it, I don't know. It feels like a Chicago game. You might have an injured quarterback. You're going to have a defense that might step up against a quarterback that hadn't played in a while. I mean, I like Chicago. This just feels right to me. So I'm Chicago kidding. might have a quarterback. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I know they're losing this year, which actually is beneficial because they're just getting a better pick. But True. Justin Fields can play football. Yeah. Agreed. Pops, what you got? Give me, give me, a, give me a dog to cover. Uh, well, you know, I think I'm going to switch because you you don't want to do Thursday games. I mean, I was well, no, if you got one, I still want to hear it, but that can't be your pick. Babe. Okay, well, I I think that the Giants aren't going to lose by more than ten to yeah. the Cowboys. I, I mean, well, just for what it's yeah. worth, before we start recording, when they're agreeing that maybe both of them, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's some I, strong head nods. <laughs> but but if I have to do something yes. else, and this is, I can't believe this line. KC is a fifteen and a half point favorite over the Rams. 
Um, I mean, wow. Have you, wow. Have, you, have you watched them? Yeah, no, the Rams you know who Bryce Perkins uh, is? Uh, <laughs> is he going to be starting? Is Stafford out? Stafford's is, definitely out, and it's just Wofford okay. or Bryce Perkins. Wofford might be out, too, so... Um, I I don't know then. I get, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys or the Giants. I mean, I know you didn't like Thursday, but I I didn't see another one. I just loved so. So you're taking the Giants plus ten. Yeah, to cover. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. He's, even though even though we had one rule, which is don't one take rule a was game. not to take a Thursday night game. You're gonna you're gonna violate what? that one rule, Mister Mister Rule Follower. You yeah, you Mr. A, don't take off your helmet. Do you know when he rule. set the rule? He set the rule at the beginning of the segment. I mean, <laughs> hey, rules rules rule the rule. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's like ex post facto law. Or we actually we had, had all we had all segment to make. We did talk about it when we all got on, but someone was a little late to the show. So oh, it is also true. LJ, see, I wasn't even gonna say that, but you're a hundred percent right. Hey, I do you know I have a rock band like, staying at my house? Okay, I no, mean, I didn't know that. Okay, that makes yes. a big difference. That makes a big difference. Okay, so yeah. you know what well, excuses are? They're like, ass. yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Everybody's got them, and they all stink. Let's go over to the briefs. Uh, Uncle Tony, underdog at the cover. What you got for me? Well, since I am gonna follow the rules, uh, <laughs> you're just I not cool enough to rebel. <laughs> if I could take the Giants plus ten, I would. However. <laughs> I'm going to follow my man in Chicago and take the Bears plus six. I, I Fields in or out, I think the sh- Chicago I, – I think Fields plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's you know, I, I think he, he does enough there to, for them to, to cover that six points. I'm going with the Bears. Duh, Bears. What you got, Jacob? Uh, before they all said it, I swear I had it down, but I am also taking the Bears plus six, and I'll tell you why. Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's because of what they've already said. No, uh, I think I think I think it's it's, you already heard. his injuries on his non-throwing shoulder. I think yeah. he ends up playing. Um, I'm basing this off him playing. If I had known that Zach Wilson for sure wasn't starting, it actually makes me a little more worried. <laughs> Um, I'd rather him starting and I'd be more in favor of the Bears plus six, but I think the Bears offense is just firing all cylinders with fields under center right now. And I think it's too much for that offense to handle. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with all y'all on the Bears. Mine is going to be a split between these two and one's just going to be my money line dog and one's going to be my underdog to cover. They're both at two and a half. So I'll go with to cover because I don't know if they'll win for sure. The Steelers against the Colts. Oh, I got plus hey. two and a half. I think I like them just to win straight up. I think there's going to be a little parlay with these two teams together, money line. But Steelers mm-hmm. to cover, and then we like the and we just talked. I talked about how they've lost some money this week. They're going to win me money. Titans plus two and a half against the Bengals. The Bengals ruined their season last year. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen again. And LJ, what happened last week when we both went money line dog when the the uh, Titans are playing the Packers. Can you tell me what happened? Uh, I think we won money, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, LJ, we'll go over to you with Moneyline Dog. Who you got this week? Uh, this is going to sound uh, uh, really familiar, but I'm going to take the Titans because uh, <laughs> last <laughs> week, Bingo. when I take the Titans as dogs when they should be obvious favorites, uh, then I, t- I take that every time. So, Because Jamar Chase, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Jamar Chase is playing still this week, right? I don't know. Impossible. They haven't decided yet. Did he practice today? LJ, give me the Titans. Put the pink slip on the Titans. Money line, baby. I'll take it. Pops, who you got? 
Well, I was between Washington at home, home dog versus Atlanta, but I think Tennessee. I mean, Washington's I, that, a favorite, aren't they? Washington's a four and a half favorite there, big guy. Well, then I think then you're I'm, taking Tennessee. <laughs> if you get them as a dog, they'll take it. Lord of mercy. Yeah. Well, then I'm taking Tennessee. <laughs> Good call. Did I tell you I just looked at this? Right, you know, you know okay. okay. You've been staying up with that rock band, yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking tequila. Hey, it's tough to stay with a 25-year-old rock band. I'm just telling you. It's I not mean, REO Speedwagon. That's a different ballgame. No, but yeah, it's it's like, you know, it's singer-songwriter rock, right? It's not like, well, they, you know, you're, they do a little you've got REO sitting in there. Like, like, Again, I think say. REO Speedwagon's drinking milk, so... <laughs> yeah, they're not drinking milk. Is it Guns and Roses? <laughs> so, Uncle Tony, what you got for your money line dog this week? Carolina, just a dog to win. Okay, oh, Carolina, really? they might win that division, right? Did they could that? It's mathematically possible. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and my good buddy Sam Darnold is back in the saddle. So I think I like Carolina here to. Uh, to to scramble the Broncos eggs once again. Not often do you hear someone excited to have Sam Darnold back in the saddle. Uh, he hadn't had the, the best career ever, but honestly, that might be a better quarterback situation that's in Denver. There, uh, uh, Tony, uh, Jacob, what you got for your money line dog? So just looking at this week, I had a couple, I had two options, and then I just shot my mouth off. So I will not take the Titans over Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> But uh, even though I do like that call, um, because the Tennessee Titans, I think, are just a solid, solid team behind mm-hmm. variable. But I do like the Panthers to to maybe take out the Falcons this weekend. Um, is it the wait? wait no, no, they're, they're playing, playing, playing Denver. Denver. Panthers, or, Panthers got yeah, Broncos. Sorry, Broncos. Yeah, Panthers Broncos. are at home. Yeah, sorry, they are home Ooh. dogs. Yeah. yeah, Panthers at home, home dog. Give me the money line on them. Sam Darnold's back. I think Chuba Hubbard's running running hard. Um, I think he's going to at least play. I think he's a little banged up, but I think he'll play. Sam Donald hopefully knows to get the ball to DJ Moore. <laughs> so they can probably hold the we'll Broncos okay. to under 16, probably. So, probably. usually, probably. <laughs> so, they're one of the 32 teams. They have a good kicker, too. <laughs> so, when do the Man, Broncos right, get to play Ole Miss? Miss? That's what I want to see. Broncos versus Ole Miss. There you go. <laughs> Before Lane Kiffin's gone, <laughs> man, I like this. Man, we've got you've got Carolina and Tennessee for money line, Chicago and the Giants. Well, if you can count the Giants for underdog, <laughs> and then Seattle Chargers and Baltimore for the uh, for the favorites. We're pretty we're pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, we do have I one mean, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh snuck in there, so Chicago and Pittsburgh, and we'll X the out the Giants. Going, they'll be all right. They'll be yeah. all right. Well, we can't have everybody pick the same. No, that'd it's be all with the a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, that, would yeah. Be. that that ends up in a thirty-seven point you, loss. So we can't you, go there. You play the you play the don't pass on that. Yeah. So I know what my bets are this weekend. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a little uh, the I got a little random trivia for you guys. Y'all want a little Ooh. random trivia? Talk to me. Yeah, love it. All right, how many blimps? Do you think there are in America? Twenty-seven. Eight. Three. I think three. Uh, LJ, you got a guess? Let's say forty-one. Twenty-seven. Okay. A man's right around it. There's twenty-five. Wow. About half of them still work. <laughs> so, so there's 
12 and a half. Because <laughs> well, the rest of them is just hunks of plastic that air doesn't fit in anymore. So what I'm thinking, there's probably 12 that work, and then the 13th, you never know. It's kind of one of those we turn the <laughs> yeah. and see yeah. what happens kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. iffy. <laughs> I thought they only had like three at various parts of the country. Well, I'm thinking of the Goodyear blimp, I You're guess. You're thinking Goodyear, you, yeah. yeah. What about Fuji Film? Right you got that, that Fuji Film one that yeah. goes everywhere. Yeah. You were that you did almost you threw me off for a second, Pops, because you threw up three up so confident. I was like, "Shit, Ooh, I better look this up." Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. let, me, let, me, so, let me hit my, my Google <laughs> Docs real quick. I'm glad and I sure put a little doubt in your boy's mind when I <laughs> look confident. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, that's the rule. That's what I've always work. said. What What you do you do with par- the, you throw parties on it? Yeah, what do you do with a blimp that doesn't work? Like, excuse me, while I go fill this balloon, fill this. How do you dispose of a blimp? I mean, I guess it just kind of. Yeah. I'm assuming if it's you still a, if it's still a blimp, that means you blow it up. I, anyway, that's a that's an interesting question, but but I guess yeah. if there's only 25 in the world, it's kind of like you don't want to get rid of it because I mean it's kind of rare, but yeah. Not in the world, in the, in the U.S. Um, in the U.S. Shout out to Clean Fort Hood, having one of those blimps land there. All right. There you go. <laughs> Shout out. Um, let's go to – do we have anything else as far – either sports or, or just in general before we get to, to what, what, what the Greens are drinking over there? El, did you have anything? Uh, just random thought that uh, the uh, that airplanes can only fly if there's human blood in them. Um, and so that's – I mean, it's true. Well, I guess they have to have a pilot. Yeah, it's just true. Wow. Just think about that. Yeah. I, I saw a picture of a Honda – drone flying down a street well, do we call that an airplane yeah, i don't think that's a, that's a drone right well it had an air Did, it was what looked like an air, okay okay you, okay well, if it's flying in I the see, air i guess it's an I airplane what you're it? saying, I mean, lj okay yes okay i'm with you all right anyway you got me it's Pops, not an other than other than uh living with a rock band do you do you have any bougie problems for us this week? Besides, it's Fox. Are we still not watching Fox? Or uh, well, you know, interestingly, for some reason, the Cowboys and the Vikings were on NBC. Why? That that's a they're both NFC. It should have been on Fox. That should have been on Fox, shouldn't it? But it was on or CBS. Got his hand. It was on CBS. No, I, it wasn't. Oh, it was on CBS. It was CBS. CBS. Why was it on CBS? Because it was on. Well, you mean why? Every because once it, and again, the NFC I thought is on Fox. They have split games. If it's a if NFC is playing NFC and AFC is playing AFC, they will they will switch them from time to time. It doesn't make sense, but it does happen. I can tell you for a fact it was on CBS because as someone who works at a CBS station, I don't know if y'all are watching, but they Shout flipped out. the game because it was a blowout. They flipped the game over <clears> to the I think it was the Bengals game, and because they were like this game's out of question, and our station got. A number of calls pissed at us that we flipped the game. We're like, we actually don't have that that control. That's all CBS making that decision. Mm. And we had a bunch of very angry Arkans or uh, Cowboys fans about not getting to watch their team. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. What, What's sorry. that, Cameron? I want to tell you, I've been watching the Cowboys for 37 years on this station. You Which part of me was wondering. I was like, it is – 30 like 40 to 3 the game's solely out of reach like even as a Cowboys fan I wasn't that upset about it but I do think the point total in that game was somewhere around 45 so there was still <laughs> still a lot of interest ah. in if there would be another score or not so now I know who's calling you now I know who's calling you okay Bob so no bougie problems then I mean you got to watch the Cowboys you yeah I got to watch the Cowboys uh, uh yeah no bougie problems no look no. at 
Look at life. I mean, it, it is the time wow. to be grateful and thankful. I got a bougie problem. It is Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, it's just Thanksgiving. Please take okay. it away. What you got, Prestige? So it's the holidays. Sure, we're all it is. We're all ordering gifts off lists. <laughs> lists. <laughs> um, and so I order a certain someone a Christmas gift off a list that was given to me. Um, <laughs> Not that they would ever off Amazon. About that. And yeah. so the gift came in today to their address. I had to hide it from them. They were off getting a haircut, whatever. And so the gift, I opened the gift up and half of it is missing from its package. And so I realized this isn't right. So of course I call it, I get on the phone with Amazon and talking to them. They set me up with UPS. Oh, UPS is going to come by your house. We're going to pick it up, give you the label, everything. All you have to do is leave it outside. So then I call you, but all you have to do is call UPS to schedule the the delivery. Well, seems so, fairly easy. It seems fairly right? easy. Well, so I call I call uh, UPS and they said, "Sir, we need your tracking ID. We need this, this, and this from you." I'm like, "Well, no, y'all are supposed to give me the label." They said it's a prepaid label, and they's like, "No, you need that to to schedule your pickup. All this, all this, and like I'm like, wait a minute, I have I have an issue here." And it must have been the same guy Liff was talking to for his TV. I'm not sure, but <laughs> oh, I, so I had to call. I had to call Amazon back, and so Amazon. Then I have a different person this time, and so they they promptly tell me, "Well, no, the person you talked to first was wrong. We've actually already scheduled your your pickup. You just need to leave it outside. You don't need to worry about anything." And so I spent 30 minutes today talking to UPS and Amazon trying to get this package picked up because I didn't even get what I ordered. <laughs> it's a fairly expensive gift, I would say. You're welcome. And so, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm excited. I, I spent half an hour to, to an hour today just talking to multiple people trying to get a gift picked up that was already incorrect to begin with <laughs> to just get an Amazon gift card to go repurchase said gift. Hopefully it's still on sale. <laughs> And hopefully it's still available, and hopefully it gets here on time. Oh, I love when when you call someone and it's the second time you've called, and obviously there was a mistake made somewhere, and they're like, "Well, the first person you're on the phone with made a mistake," and you're like, "No yeah, shit, no, yeah, like, yeah. I know why like, I'm here. Guess what? I knew when they told me to, and it didn't work. How are we going to yeah. fix this? And it, yeah, that that's always fun. Was it Bill Pops? Is that who you talked to? Yeah, I talked to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just you can leave it there, Bill. Yeah. Just leave it at Bill. Um, yeah. All yeah. right, I think that about wraps us up. Of course, we can't end. Typically, we end with what's Uncle Tony drinking, but I think we have mul- multiple drinks, do we? Yeah, what, so. What do we got? So, Making the Green had the same drinks tonight. So, it's what's Making the Green drinking? And uh, so, what we had. Was since it's the holidays, we thought we'd start off a bang, and we had uh, vespers. Um, uh, Keith Smith likes to call it rocket fuel, but it's three parts <laughs> vodka. One, if you're James Bond, it's three parts Russian <laughs> vodka, one part Gordon's, half part uh, Kina Lalay. But when we make it, it's three parts Belvedere, one parts Bombay, and one half Lilit Blanc with a lemon twist. Now, if you're if you're Felix Leiter, you hold the fruit. But so we had Vespers uh, tonight, and they're awesome drinks. If you're, if it's a very much a sipping drink, so uh, make it ice that cold. Sounds like it is. Make it ice cold, so you have a long time to drink it. And then we've had a nice red with our pizza, a Vermilion Red, a nice red blend from uh, California, a blend of Sonoma County and uh, I believe Lodi. So it's a it was a nice, nice smooth red. Close it out with. With our pizza. With our pizza. <laughs> nice. 
Pops, I will have you know, um, this past weekend, I went to Fayetteville to go watch the Razorbacks play. It was a good time to go watch them. They played much better than they have in previous uh, last couple games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was an uh, uh, Uncle Tony was up there, too. He was up there with a uh, friend of the pod, Keith Smith. And I got two weeks in a row now. I've had a famous Bloody Mary now from Uncle Tony. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the, the pleasure of drinking his Bloody Mary and also whooping his ass in fantasy this week. But still, <laughs> Bloody Mary was still just as taken. <clears throat> Don't worry. Somebody else got that pleasure. So. <laughs> <laughs> You were the lucky one to get the Bloody Mary and whooping my ass. So. <laughs> oh, we made a try. Right. I think that does it for this week's pod. Of course, we'll be back next week with more. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will catch you back later. Peace out, guys. Peace. 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 Peace.